It's Spencer Hughes with another episode of Hughes from the Heart. Thanks so much for being here. We have a very special guest who I found on Twitter. I've been finding a lot of very fascinating, wonderful people on Twitter. And ever since I switched from political talk, when I would just get uh, all sorts of stress-related people uh, on Twitter, it's totally changed. Now that I've changed the positivity, it's great. The doors that have opened up and the people that I've been introduced to, like Christine Alexandria, who has a great website, angelchatter.com, and that happens to be the name of one of her books, which we're going to talk about in a future podcast episode. I haven't had a chance to get to that one yet. I have it in my hand right here, and it looks really good. Heavenly Guidance and Earthly Practice to Connect with Angels. Fascinating subject. Her website is angelchatter.com. You can find everything from jewelry to aromatherapy to her blog, and all her books are available and all her offerings as well. Uh, It's a pleasure to meet you, Christine, here on the podcast for the first time and through social media. I feel like I'm closer to people that I don't know in person than I am with some of the people I know in real life day to day, which is kind of frightening sometimes, but it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, isn't it cool we can make these connections through social media? It's like, you know, I tell people, you know, I invite them to our Facebook group, also called Angel Chatter, and we keep it closed because we keep it sacred. And and there have been literal friendships that have blossomed. The fact these two women come to mind. They were born, both born and pretty much raised in New England. Both did not know each other, even though they lived miles apart. Uh, they both moved to the Carolinas in Raleigh area. Still didn't know each other, but it was through the group. They went, wait, you live in Raleigh? Yeah, I live in Raleigh. And they've become best friends. Wow. So it, it's it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's a no political zone. Uh, you post, and we're very, very, very strict on that. You do one political post, I don't care how much I love you, you are kicked out and banned. You know, this is a sacred place where we can explore, share, question, all of that. And, of course, angels are welcomed. Um, <laughs> but we talk goddesses. We talk goddesses. We talk law of attraction, which is a bit about affirmations, the book we're going to t- talk about today. So it's, you know, I just started the group, Spencer. It's the members that make it. And I'm, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about how it's grown so beautifully in an organic sense. You know, we don't have 10,000 members. I do too, because you know, I've never paid for advertising to come join me or any of that. It just word gets out. And you know, we're small and mighty, that little train that could and is, you know, so it's great. Um, you know, a good solid few thousand members, which I'm nothing to sneeze at. But um, so yeah, people can come join us. That's fantastic. I've been a, I was introduced to the law of attraction through, um, the Abraham Hicks material, as many people were, a lot of people were of introduced course. to it uh, from from the Secret and and other sources. I am a firm believer in it. I think it's it really is like one of those laws of gravity, whether you believe in it or not. If you jump off the roof of your house, you're gonna hit the ground. I mean, you're not gonna just start floating. There are certain laws, exactly. you know, that that just are, whether you believe in them or not, and whether you understand them or not. And it's it's like electricity, where you flip the switch. I don't have the foggiest idea how electricity works in terms of when I flip that switch in the morning in the dark, but I'm just grateful for the light that it brings me. And it's sort of like the law of attraction, right? right? I mean, we don't have to understand how it works, but I'd be curious to get 
and, and for those who don't know, people who are familiar with you are probably well-versed in. People who are familiar with me in this podcast are pretty well familiar with it. But it's like attracts like in a vibrational sense as well. It's not even so much birds of a feather flock together. It's your positive thinking leads to more positive thinking. And that leads to positive outcomes, right? And negative thinking leads to more negative thinking and more negative outcomes. Exactly. You know, there's, there's an old saying, um, energy goes where attention flows. So if you're lying in bed thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to make ends meet this month? You know, money's super tight. The law of attraction hits. And that's what adhering so money unfortunately continues to be tight but when we flip it and we can say mantras all day long you know i am abundant i am prosperous and our little ego that nasty little bugger in our Mm -hmm. head goes oh really really how's that working for you what's your checkbook say you go i'm affirming (laughs) you know i i i i am i do have more money and it's like yeah how's that working for you so we begin to feel defeated before we can even get started so then we start asking these questions even subconsciously it's like oh my god why does this always happen to me why can't i get ahead and we and the face rubbing ensues the hair pulling out happens wrinkles pop up overnight I mean all of these stress triggers begin to show themselves physically to us so ask formations uh, the book we are going to talk we are talking about today happened again organically for me because we had a young man and this is in the book mm-hmm, yes. we had a young man living with us for a bit and had no idea who he was until he pretty much landed on our doorstep uh, he was born in the UK but came here as an infant. You know, he showed me his green card and he was still a baby baby. And then his mom left. I forget how old he was. And he literally didn't know where he was born, so he couldn't get a birth certificate. So here he was, a young 20-something, and no country would claim him because he couldn't get a birth certificate to become an American citizen. He couldn't go back to the UK because he couldn't leave the country. So he's pretty much stuck in this place. And he had... And that's just like the very tip of the iceberg. He had, let's just say, not a great upbringing um, based on the things he would share. And he got into trouble more than once. And we took him in, us being us, trying to, you know, build him back up, show him he was worthy. As much as I abhor Red Bull drinks, and I hope you don't like them, but I I don't (laughs) buy them for him to say, it's okay, you know. Uh, let me get the, I, I did draw the line in buying him cigarettes but I would get him these things that I knew he liked and we bought him clothes and you know we basically we fed and clothed him and encouraged him but he kept changing jobs quicker than some people would change their underwear to use that storyline and, and I would listen to him and it was always somebody else's fault and he was using all this I'm going to say it negative self-talk and he'll never get ahead and all of the but and he kept bringing more of it to him and I oh this isn't good and I would tell him about the law of attraction and using mantras and affirmations and he would look at me and go yeah (laughs) and that was being nice he would often roll his eyes and he'd say it but you could tell there was nothing in his tone or his body language that says I remotely believe what I'm saying right now this is a bunch of horse hockey and you're just blowing smoke up my butt and I went okay, that's obviously not going to take him very far. Um, But then every now and then we would get a glimmer. You know, something would happen that would land in his lap, but then he would would so sabotage it. Again, I'm like, okay, okay, how are we going to fix this? I became the in-house psychologist. 
so I started and I'm listening to his words and his questions. I'm like, all right, how can we flip this? I said, all right, so what if we traded it to why is it so easy? Because one of his things was, why is it always so hard? Why is it so hard to, right? Setting it up using the law of attraction that it's going to be difficult. And I've got to claw my way out of this hole into the top or to have any kind of sense of sunlight. All right, so instead of saying, why is it hard? Or why is it so hard? Why is it so easy? That's interesting. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So why is it so easy to, you know, what is it that you want? He says, I want a job. All right, why is it so easy to have a job? You're like, all right, fine. Because like you said in the introduction, you really don't have to believe it. But because you're verbally saying it, questioning, it does begin to shift our awareness because when we begin to verbalize because we do self-talk all day long and our self-talk isn't always the nicest of things but when we can verbalize it not only are we taking the time to articulate it why is it so easy but we're also hearing it so we've got two we got a couple things going for us here so we're literally hearing why is it's so easy for me to have my dream job and and it moves on and then we begin to be get a, become aware of the signs the promptings the hey I saw this job flyer hey friend of mine works for this company you'd be great at it. and they have an opening we become receptive to receive what's being put in front of us well I love this idea of the question and that's why the title is ask formations when I first got the book and I opened up the mail I was so excited I my mind read it as affirmations, and then I thought, no, this is pretty cool. It's ask formation. So tell us the power of the uh, the question again, because I was listening to something the other day, and this is so serendipitous because I, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't think you do either. I think everything kind of plays out the way it's yeah, supposed to. Yeah, I don't to. either. <laughs> so I was listening to – I, I listened to a lot of things on my drive into work and my drive doing errands and out and about. I, I listen to YouTube lectures, and I, I'm not watching them, obviously, while I'm driving, but I, I find something I like, and then I just hit play, and I just drive, and I'm listening to it through the speakers in the car and stuff. And one of them struck me as, as – different and it was similar to this and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they got the idea from you in this book it was all questions and i'd never heard it posed that way it was always you know i am powerful and this was more like mm-hmm. you know why am i so powerful how you know why is the universe okay. so good to me why why do things come easily to me why am i so healthy and i thought wow this is this is something totally different than what i'm used to hearing and at first it was weird. I have to admit, it kind of was jolting. And, and to a lot of people who may try this, it may feel a little jolting, right? To, to ask yourself questions like this? It, oh, it very much is jolting because we've been told all about mantras. We've been told all about affirmations. And I'm not saying they don't work, but they only work if we believe what we're affirming. Use the uh, example of flipping on a switch. I believe, that's a mantra, I believe when I flip the switch, the light will come on or off. That's really ingrained within us. Right. So it's an easy mantra to own, right? But when we are affirming something we desire, whether it's prosperity, health, love, who doesn't want more love, or their spouse or their partner, uh, who doesn't want more money, we're like, oh, we get into those doldrums. So one of the laws of the universe says, guess what? I answer every question you ask. I don't interpret. So if you're asking why is it so hard or why won't why can't I or why won't I or why doesn't anybody why won't not 
why can't not? It's they're not very empowering questions, no. right? No, All right. So, but the law, the law of the universe says, well, I gotta deliver what you're asking. Why can't I? You'll never. Why is it so hard? Let me add some more, you know, roadblocks in your path. That's why when we say like, why are there so why? many bills piling up? Then you open the mailbox and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost, where we we prove to ourselves that we are correct. Exactly. It almost becomes this cartoon thing where the bills just like start flying out of the mailbox. You're like, wait, what? That's, that's not what I want. And we think in, in those moments of the depths of our despair that we are asking for help. And we are, but we're not asking the right way. So when we flip it, like I did with this young man who brought all of this to a head for me, when we can flip it to a more positive question, hence ask formations, it now begins to work in our favor. My favorite one that I always introduce, it's the classic, is why is it safe for me to be me? That's a great one. So powerful. So you think about, isn't it? So think about when you were doing your political podcast. You know, it was fun. It was a charge. But ultimately for you, not fulfilling. You you felt not high powered, which is why you naturally switched almost a 180 to what you're doing now. Yeah. You are feeling safer to bring more positivity versus, you know, you are feeling safer to add to the positivity factor versus being more comfortable adding to the political drama. Exactly. And then I realized so that, that, all, that all this good news is so hard. To, as you know, I'm finding when I prep for positive podcasts, it's so much harder and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that hard. But you go on Twitter, you go on uh, Facebook, everyone's bickering and, and moaning and groaning about politics. Yep. It's a dime a dozen. And I realized that what I was doing, I was just one of many chaotic voices out there screaming into the wilderness. And good news and positive vibration shouldn't be this hard to find. I mean, it, it, I, I find it much harder to put together a podcast on mindfulness than on the uh, the political race, the presidential race. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. Yeah, well, there's a few reasons for you personally. One, this is still a, a somewhat new adventure for you. So now you're shifting gears and you are being a bit more vulnerable. You know, I've been called a Pollyanna. Um, okay, actually, I don't mind that because I actively choose to see the good in people. I will give you a long leash, but don't mess with me just because I'm nice doesn't mean I'm a pushover. Just because I'm nice doesn't mean you can walk all over me and I have no boundaries. Um, don't don't push my buttons too far because you don't want to see it. But I will be the first one there to be goofy and to bring a sense of awareness, hopefully inspiration, hopefully empowering messages for anybody who cares to listen to me on YouTube or read my books or read my blogs or my daily channeled angel messages on social media. So it's there. But the sad part is, why is it safe for me to be me? We all have a comfort zone. Right. We may not like our comfort zone. We may be miserable, but it's what we know. What we know is more comforting than the unknown. Even if I'm miserable, even if I I know, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't get how it works because let's say you have cancer and your your right. ask formation is asking the universe, why am I so healthy? There's a contradiction mm -hmm. there, right? Or if you say like, why am I so prosperous right. when you've got uh, bounce checks coming in the mail? But you, is that the time to ask those questions? 
Or is it too much of a stark difference or or what? I mean, like, how does a cancer patient say, why am I so healthy or how am I so healthy if they're really not? I mean, they may have six months to live or the broke person who's entering bankruptcy saying, you know, I'm so prosperous. Why am I so prosperous? Is there a disconnect there or is it kind of faking it so you make it or what? Yeah, I'm not going to avoid answering, but those are really, really tough questions. And the answer is we don't know. Often we don't remember why we came. Sometimes, as weird as this sounds, we have agreed to go bankrupt or to have a debilitating disease, which makes no logical sense. So so bear with me. But there's lessons to be learned, not only for our own karmic evolution, but for those that are around us to, to assist. And years ago, um, when I was kind of just first starting out, I was doing uh, this two to three hour classes at a local metaphysical store. So I became friendly with quite a few of the students and then they became clients. This one woman came over and it was her first official session with me. So we did the meet and greet, you know, why are you here? What do you want to do? And I knew she had cancer and I got really quiet and I couldn't get past this and said, I'm sorry, I really, really hope I'm wrong. But when did the abuse happen and she looked at me and her mouth dropped she was probably in her 40s maybe 50s at that point and she said you are the fourth person to know me my husband who i have told and the uncle who abused me for years so here she here was a woman who was sexually abused and could never come to terms with you know one this trust being betrayed because it was a relative that she loved uh being violated And she held this in because she was embarrassed. So it wasn't a big jump to see that she had gotten cancer of the uterus because that's where that imbalance. So there's always a lot. So by asking for why is it so easy for me to be healthy, sometimes it's, and she ended up forgiving her uncle's story of her uh, to finish her up. She literally forgave him to his face and her cancer did go into recession. That's a remarkable story. Will it always happen? I'm not going to lie. No, but one can come to terms with the journey itself. And within that, there's great healing. Will some people still die from cancer? Unfortunately, yes. And that makes me very sad because I want everybody to be happy and healthy because that's Pollyanna coming out, right? Right, right. But I um, I can't promise that. But by why is it so easy for me to be healthy? You at least become more receptive to perhaps, I'll say it, alternative medicine, whether it's energy healing or homeopathy or acupuncture or, or cannabis to help you through the journey to ease the pain you're in because the more pain we are in the harder it is indeed to heal so if we relax by allowing others not to take control because we are being proactive but we keep asking why is it so easy for me to be healthy and so on we allow ourselves to become aware of other nuances modalities and then implement them so who knows who knows what could happen? You could come in contact with an amazing healer that could eradicate it for you. But again, the funny thing is, sometimes, and to make it a bit more abstract, how many people have won the really, really, really big lottery ticket only to lose it within a number of years? Yep. Being not the, being not the winning lottery per ticket person was foreign. A, a foreign con I began to identify 
with the old person. So sometimes the cancer comes back. Again, it sounds weird, but we've identified with it. We go back to what we know. So we're always, hopefully, breaking through our own mindsets. And ask formations can certainly help us with that because we continue to implement them daily, ask hopefully out loud daily, that we are now aware of more. You know, because are you the same person you were two years ago? Of course not. Neither am I. You know, I was just sharing with my students this morning, you know, we're going to be married 35 years, my husband and I, and he has frequently joked, if I know you were going to be doing this, we so wouldn't be together. And I know he's telling the truth. And I said, I, I understand that. But 37 years ago, I didn't know I was going to be doing this. Um, but yet, friends, I know longer than said it's about time because I began to ask, why is it safe for me to be me? Even though I was doing this when Ask Formations came out, I was still very, very much in hiding. You, you were hard pressed to find me anywhere. I would come out of the, you know, out of the closet, metaphorical closet. Is it safe? Can I come out and share? Can, can I, can I come out? Can I, can I do it? <laughs> you know, because I had seen too many people ask me what I do, and I tell them because I pulled on my big girl panties, and they would get this huge deer in the headlight look and look at their metaphorical watches and go, I, I got it. So historically people showed me it wasn't safe for me to be me because let's face it talking to things people can't see it's a little bit on the unusual side whether it's ghosts angels goddesses uh you know and all of the above so becoming more comfortable with my gift is why is it safe for me to be me and then certainly now that now in this pandemic why am i so healthy so eating better it's not to say i don't have my share of ice cream which is my you know kryptonite <laughs> but e e eating you know healthier going for long you know 3 to 6 miles walks in the woods you know and exercising at home to keep my health vibrant and not doing something foolhardy for me it's it's very interwoven back to your question is you know how did how can these people say this when they're headed for bankruptcy you know bankruptcy never done it don't want to universe but it's a chance to reset in many ways we get to because i've had friends that have gone through it and they said, looking back, honestly, I'm very grateful because it, it gave me, I didn't like the path I was on, but I was so far down it, I, I couldn't stop. And I, and I didn't know how to stop. So I ran myself into it. So now I get a chance to reset and go back to who I really am. And every single one, well, the two of them that I know, um, are thriving on the other side of it. Now, how many times, we only have a few minutes so, here, unfortunately, but yeah. I uh, I want to have you on again. I, we talked about that oh off the goodness. air before, and we're just scratching the surface. I want to yeah, I want to spend a whole it. interview just on the law of attraction, what it is, what it is, and how it works. Okay. I, I definitely want to come back oh, to uh, angel chatter, and I can't wait to dive into this one now that I've finished uh, Ask Formations. But I'm going to ask you this <laughs> in, in conclusion here. How many times should we be doing these Ask Formations? I, I know kind of the old school way of affirmations was you'd put post-it notes on your refrigerator on your yeah. computer on right, your so desk gonna, how I'm often should you be doing this i'm going to correct you right there no shoulds because the minute you i say you should do this five times a day and you only do it three you know you're right like, oh, <laughs> right so it's a shoulds a no win work so how many times could you as often as it pops into your head you could say ask formations all day long you could when you're at the red light, when you're on the toilet, when you're washing your hands, when you're brushing your teeth, you know, getting into a routine with something such as this, 
a new concept. So if you do it when you are naturally doing something, so you're traveling back and forth to work, you could get into the routine of before you get in the car. Why is it so easy for me to drive or arrive at my destination safely? Why is it so easy to, why is it safe for me to be me? I mean, I say that one every single day because I continue to grow and evolve. I don't want to stay where I'm at now. I want to keep growing. I want to keep becoming, hopefully, a better version of who I am, which means peeling off the egoic layers. And so you could all day long. You could whenever it floats your boat. Certainly when... Um, you know, my students threw it back at me last week when I was kind of complaining about my computer adventure. They're like, oh, why is it so easy for my computer to be fixed? I went, okay, touche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so students keep the teacher. Um, but, you know, it was also an imposed vacation because I had been working so many hours putting forth some more programs that are still behind the scenes. I was more tired than I realized. So having the computer even though it's sitting on my desk literally at this moment, but it's a beautiful piece of silver. King thing versus operable, in hindsight, was needed. So I could say, why is it so easy for Apple to fix my computer today and I get it back? And today, I will accept it personally because I'm feeling more rested. If they had given it back to me on Friday, I know me, I would have worked all weekend, which probably would not be in the best of my interests. Now, do you recommend focusing on one at a time? Like, is there a way of kind of spreading ourselves too thin? Like, we don't want to ask 20 different things an hour, right? Is it better to focus on if, if your area that needs improvement is finances? Should it be financially oriented? If you need more health, should you focus just on one or two ask formations on health at a time? How does that work? That's a great, that's a great question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. So there's a couple little protocol. One, why is it safe for me to be me? Why, and as we change, so this, these are the three I always put together. Why is it safe for me to be me? Why am I so supported? We support enough people. It's time we allow others to support us back. So why am I so supported? And then why am I worthy of all I desire. Mm. If you just said those three throughout the day, the universe knows what we really desire. Whether it's a new Prius, a Lamborghini, a house in upstate New York, this amazing yacht, you know, a log cabin, a job, love. It knows exactly what we want. And then starting there with those three, we begin to replenish our worthiness barometer, and we can then start peeling back, again, those egoic mindsets, and then go, okay, I really want to be this. So me, I know I'm, I'm here to inspire and empower millions. Sounds very egoic and self-centered, but they keep at it with me. I'm like, okay, fine, I own it, <laughs> you know, which is why I'm writing books. Sure. I can't be everywhere at once, right? Right. So, okay, a big mission I need some people to help me, so why am I so supported? You know, and I keep building it from there, but then as I hone in, like right now, for example, I'm looking for a literary agent because pretty much everything I've done to date has been self-published. I'm like, yeah, because it's one project at a time, and it's okay. I'm like, wait a minute. I could really use someone to come fight for me and pitch me to a publishing house because it's time, and I really own that now. So why is it so easy for me to have a literary agent that respects me? 
or a great literary agent because the universe knows. So now because it's very specific sure. and I'm raising my barometer of why am I worthy of all I desire, now I can be more specific. Christine, I appreciate you very much. Your website is angelchatter.com. You have wonderful aromatherapy products. You have jewelry that's really beautiful uh, and has great qualities to it. Uh, you have personalized offerings as well, and all your books are available, including the one in my hand right now, Ask Formations. Make affirmations more effective by using powerful questions. Christine, you are on Twitter as well under Angel, Ch Angel Chatter. People can find you there and follow you all over social media, and yep. they can find your Facebook uh, group as well, Angel Chatter, right? Absolutely. And I thank you for your time. And let's do this again. I hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, and we just barely scratched the surface. So there's so much more we can talk about. Well, obviously, I love chatting. So I would be honored to be back on your podcast again, Spencer. Well, thanks so much. Christine Alexandria is has been our guest. And we will have her on again here on Hughes from the Heart. So stay tuned for her. Thank you.